it still does it because it still works. Amen. I was just throwing the whole armor of God, Ephesians 6 and 11, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. There's that word again. Yes, sir. Booby traps. We're going to that too. Vietnam. They don't know about that. It is amazing how quickly Joshua forgot what God said. He never did. Just read it word for word in chapter 8 and wrote it on a stone. See, when something about praying reminds you of the word you've already heard. Something about being praying in the Holy Ghost will bring things to your remembrance that you've already heard and already been told. Yes, sir. The Holy Spirit will bring things to your remembrance. Things you've already heard. Messages you've already heard. Yes. Understand this. Joshua was busy preaching in verse chapter number eight. He was preaching the word. He was writing the word. And the devil will let you preach and write all day long as long as he keeps you praying. Those Gideonites showed up and pulled the wool over Joshua's eyes because he failed to pray one time. One time. Sometimes things are not what they appear to be. This story is a prime example. According to verse number four, their wine sacks were old. The wine bottles were old and, and rent and bound up in verse four. Verse five says their shoes were old and clouded and their garments were old and their bread was dry and moldy. And they're standing here before Joshua. They've got all this old bread, his own shoes, his own clothes. And, and, and I, I know exactly what Joshua said. Joshua said the same thing that you and I say. There ain't no reason to pray about it. It's pretty clear. They're from a far country. No, the reason why you need to pray is because everything you're looking at is a lie. And everything you're hearing is a lie. And if you don't pray, you'll be deceived. Yes, that's right. Everything in front of him was not what it appeared to be. Right. We've got Christians today that live in fear. They live in sheer terror. And what they're seeing in front of them. But I stand here before you and tell you that what you're seeing is not real. What you're hearing is not real.
Moses, during the middle journey, came to their cities on the third day. Another city was Gibeon, Chiparon, Neroth, and Kerjachron. And the children of Israel smote them not because the princes of the congregation had sworn unto them by the Lord God of Israel, and all the congregation murmured against the princes. Princess said unto all the congregation, We swore unto them by the Lord God of Israel. Now therefore we may not touch them. This we will do to them. We believe and let them live. Look what Joshua said in verse number 22. Joshua called for the Gibeonites and he spake unto them, Wherefore have you beguiled us? Why did you trick us? Mm -hmm. Somebody should look at Joshua and said, well, Why didn't you pray? Right. Before you made a decision that was irreversible. They did exactly what God told them not to do by making a league and peace with these Gibeonites. Deuteronomy 6 1. The Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land that thou wouldst possess it. Thou hast cast out many nations before thee the Hittites, the Gergesites, and the Amorites, and the Canaanites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than thou. And when the Lord shall thy God shall deliver thee before them, thou shalt smite them and utterly destroy them, thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them. God has very clearly told them not to make peace, not to make deeds, not to make covenants with the inhabitants of Canaan, but because they failed to seek the face of God, and because they failed to pray, they did exactly what God told them not to, and when they did it, they couldn't reverse it. Right. How many people have made life-changing decisions? I'm talking about irreversible decisions. Never pray. Never pray for you start dating that boy. Come on. Yeah. pray for you hook up with that girl. You better pray for you take that job. You better pray for you let that new home move. You better pray for you change churches. You better pray. Find yourself in a hole you can't get out of. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, my God. Why did y'all go? Why did y'all see me? Because I swear to God, I did. We got that. You lied and see. The question is, Joshua, your track record, your relationship with God, why did you take two minutes to see the face of God? Yeah. There you go. Could not reverse it. They were now forced to live with the decision that they made without praying. Well, many times have I seen people walk in my office and get counsel? Yeah. And I feel like an idiot when I say, don't you want me to do that? And I do. I mean, God can do anything. But as a pastor, I don't want to tell you. We should say about this down south. You make your bed, now you got to sleep in it. That's right. That's right. That's right. A lot of times people only call the preacher. But it's too late to do anything back. Right. It's a whole lot easier if you'd brought, if you'd come in my office six months ago when we counseled before you made this decision, I could have given you some options, but right now you have no other options. Right. You want to seal the deal. You've done made, you've done made, you've done made the mistake. I can't undo it. Yeah. So I call the fire department when your house is in ashes on the ground, smoldering. And they're standing out there with a whole tank of water and, and nothing they can do. Nothing they can do. It's too late. Right. Now, I wonder how much praying we can save ourselves if we would pray about big decisions before we made them. Yeah. Good. All they could do was try and turn this terrible mistake into something beneficial. Joshua made these Gibeonites cut wood and haul water from the house of God for the rest of eternity. 
Alright, he says, I can you lie to me. You got me. You got me with those shoes. You got me with those old clothes. You got me with that bowl of bread. You might go kill you, but here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna cut firewood and you're gonna haul water for the, for the tabernacle. You and your kids and grandkids. From now on, that's what y'all gonna do. And I thought about this every time he saw a stick of firewood after that. Every time he took a drink of water after that in that tabernacle. He was reminded of that one time with his wife. Yeah, come on. You don't get this in Joshua, in John chapter 14, I'm done. In John chapter 14, verse number 26, here's what Jesus said, but the confidence which is the Holy Ghost, whom the council, whom the following is said in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've said unto you. Why is it the Bible says in the book of Jude, praying in the Holy Ghost, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Why is the Bible talking about praying in the Holy Ghost? Other than the Bible says, I pray. Pray with all prayers of the in the Spirit. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will tell you what to do. Amen. <clears throat> Now, I'm going to say something right here. You won't hear a lot of preachers say. Listen to me carefully. Bible's clear. If you've got the function of the Holy Ghost, you have not need that any man teach you anything. Right. Listen yeah. to me. If you come to me for counsel and advice, I can give you counsel and I can give you advice. But I have no substitute for the Holy Ghost. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. I have no substitute for your prayer process. Right. Right. 